We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 8. This is Chapter 10. The battle between the demigods and the demons. We had stopped last time where Mohini, the form of uh, Vishnu, she has already taken the um, gada or whatever, you know, the serving vessel and she has she served the devas, all the devas. Now we are going to see what happens after that. Naturally, after she has finished serving, what has happened is naturally the demigods and the demons, they are now going to fight with each other. So this chapter is called the battle between the demigods and the demons. Sukhdev Goswami said, O king, the demons, the, o king, the demons and the daityas are engaged with full attentions and effort in churning the ocean. But they were not devotees of Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. They were not able to drink the nectar. O King, after the Supreme Personality of Godhead had brought to completion the affairs of churning the ocean and feeding the nectar to the demigods, who are his dear devotees, he left the presence of them all and was carried by Garuda to his own abode. Now in the form of Mohini, you have to understand this, seeing the victory of the demigods, the demons became intolerant towards the superior opulence. Thus they began to march towards the demigods with raised weapons. Thereafter, being enlivened because of drinking the nectar, the demigods who are always at the shelter of the lotus feet of Narayana used their various weapons to counterattack the demons in a fighting spirit. O King, a fierce battle on the beach of the ocean of milk ensued between the demigods and the demons. The fighting was so terrible that simply hearing about it would have made the hair on one's body stand on end. So naturally, after the serving of the Amruta to the gods, the demigods, Moini has disappeared and uh, the demons are very incensed with the whole issue. They are very angry saying that this should not have happened and now they want to fight with the demigods. Both parties in that fight were extremely angry at heart. And in enmity, they beat one another with swords, arrows and a variety of other weapons. So they have started fighting. The sounds of the conch shells, bugles, drums, berries and dumberies, as well as the sound made by the elephant, horses and soldiers who were both on chariots and in foot were tumultuous. On that battlefield, the charioteers fought with the opposing charioteer, the infantry soldiers with the opposing infantry, the soldiers on the horseback with the opposing soldiers on horseback and the soldiers on the back of elephants with the enemy soldiers on elephants. In this way, the fighting took place between the equals. Some fought, some soldiers fought on the back of camels, some on the back of elephants, some on asses, some on white-faced and red-faced monkeys, and some on tigers and some on lions. In this way, they were all engaged in fighting. Imagine monkeys, white-faced and red-faced. Sounds so, so strange, you know. To think about somebody sitting on top of the monkey and fighting, ayoyo. <laughs> Very interesting phenomena. Hmm? So, O King, some so- soldiers fought on the back of vultures, eagles, ducks, hawks and bhasa birds. So, they, they, they were sitting on top of some animal also and bird also. Hmm? Some fought on the back of timingilas, which can devour huge whales. Some on the back of sarabhas and some on the buffaloes, rhinoceros, cows, bulls, jungle cows and arunas. Others fought on the back of jackals, rats, lizards, rabbits, human beings, goat, black deer, swans, boars. In this way, mounted on animals, 
in the water, land and sky including animals with deformed bodies both armies faced each other and went forward if you visualize this whole scene it seems so funny to you you wonder how is this somebody is sitting on rats somebody is sitting on some other small bird and stuff like that hmm? <clears throat> O King O descendant of Maharaj Pandu the soldiers on both the demigods and the demons were decorated by canopies colorful flags and umbrellas with handles made of valuable jewels and pearls they were further decorated by fans made of peacock feathers and other fans also the soldiers their upper and the lower garments waving in the breeze naturally looked very beautiful and in the light of the glittering sunshine their shields ornaments and sharp clean weapons appeared dazzling thus the rank of soldiers seemed to like two oceans with a band of aquatics for that battle the most celebrated commander in chief maharaj bali that is a son of virochana was seated on a wonderful airplane named vaihayas o king this beautifully decorated airplane had been manufactured by the demon maya and was equipped with weapons of all types of combat which it is a manufacturing base i was told no <laughs> so it was inconceivable and indescribable indeed it was sometimes visible and sometimes not seated in this airplane under a beautiful protective umbrella and being fanned by the best of the chamaras Maharaj Bali surrounded by his captains and commanders appeared just like the moon rising in the evening illuminating all directions surrounding Maharaj Bali on all sides were commanders and captains of the demons sitting in their respective chariots among them were the following demons now we are going to name them Namuchi Sambara Bana Viparachitti Ayomukha Dvimurdha Kalanabha Pratihi Heti Ilvala Sakuni, Sakuni is also there, Bhuta Santapa, Vajramstra, Virochana, Haigriv, Sankushira, Kapila, Megadu, Dubi, Taraka, Shumba, Nishumba, Jamba, Utkala, Arista, Aristinimi, Tripuradripa, Maya, Dasana, Puloma, Kaleya and Nivatakavacha. All of these demons have been deprived of their share of the nectar and had shared merely in the labor of churning the ocean. Now they fought against the demigods and to encourage their armies, they made a tumultuous, tumultuous sound like the roaring of lions and blew loudly on conscience. Balabhit, the Lord Indra, upon seeing this situation of these ferocious rivals, became extremely angry. Sitting on Airavata. an elephant who can go anywhere and who holds water and wine in reserve for showering lord indra looked like just like the sun rising from udaygiri where there were reservoirs of water surrounding lord indra king of heaven were the demigods seated on the various types of vehicles and decorated with flags and weapons present among them were vayu agni varuna and other rulers of the various planets along with their associates the demigods and the demons came before each other and reproached one another with words piercing to the heart then they drew near and began fighting face to face in pairs o king maharaj bali fought with indra kartikeya with taraka varuna with heti and mitra with prahiti yamraj fought with kalanabha vishvakarma with maya danava twasta with sambara and the sun god with virochana so they are fighting against each other based on their prowess based on their the the prowess that they have each of them have a certain number of powers and all so they are fighting with each other 
Yeah, the demigod Aparajita. Aparajita is a demigod, I didn't know that. <laughs> fought with Namuchi. And two Ashwini Kumar brothers fought with Vrashvarva. The sun god fought with 100 sons of Maharaj Bali, headed by Bana, and the moon god fought, fought with Rahu. The demigod controlling air fought with Puloma and Sumba and Nishumba fought the supremely powerful material energy, Durga Devi, who is called Bhadrakali. So, now in uh, those who have done the other books with me, you will know that uh, Shumba and Nishumba are the two characters who are there even yeah, <laughs> when, we, when we are doing the particular book where uh, you will find that uh, Durga Saptasati as we call it is there. She takes those various avatars, you know, and in that these two evil ones are there which is called Shumba Nishumba. Hmm? So they have also come over here. O Maharaj Parikshit, suppressor of enemies, that's Arindama Lord Shiva fought with Jambha and Vishwavasu fought with Mahishasura. Mahishasura is again uh, over here. Mahishasura was there during that particular yuga also and this yuga also. Ilvala along with the brother Vatapi fought the sons of Lord Brahma. Durmarsha fought with Cupid, the demon Utkala with the Martaki dem- demigoddess. Brahaspati with Shukracharya. Brahaspati is the uh, teacher of the gods and Shukracharya is the teacher of the demons. And Shanaishara with Narkasura. Shani is Saturn. He is fought with Narkasura. The Marut fought with Nivatakavacha. The Vasus fought with Kalakeya demons. And Vishwadeva demigods fought with Puloma demons. And the Rudra fought with Krodhvasa demons who were victims of anger. So everybody is getting their match and they are going to fight with each other. They are fighting. All of these demigods and the demons assembled on the battlefield with the fighting spirit and attached at one another with great strength. All of them desiring victory, they fought in pairs, hitting one another severely with sharpened arrows, swords and lances. They severed one another's head using weapons like Bhushundi, Chakra, Clubs, Rishtis, Patishas, Shaktis, Ulmukha, Prashas, Parshwara, Vadhas, Nistrimas, Lance, Parighas, Mudras and Bhindipalas. Now this is all those ICBMs, uh, all those <laughs> right from your little bit, you know, guns to big guns and all those kind of things. And maybe it also contains some other weapons which we don't even know much about. <laughs> the elephants, horses, chariots, charioteers, infantry soldiers, and various kinds of carriers along with the riders were slashed to pieces. The arms, thighs, neck and legs of the soldiers were severed. The flag, bows, armor and ornaments were torn apart. Because of the impact on the ground and the legs of the demons and demigods and the wheels of the chariot, particles of dust flew violently into the sky and made a dust cloud that covered all directions of outer space as far as the sun. But when the particles of dust were followed by drops of blood being sprinkled all over the space, the dust cloud could no longer float in the sky. In the course of the battle, the war field became strewn with severed heads of heroes, their eyes still staring and their teeth still pressed against their lip in anger. Helmets and earrings were scattered from the severed heads. Similarly, many arms decorated with ornaments and clutching various weapons were strewn here and there, as many were legs and thighs which resembled the trunk of elephants. Many headless trunks were generated on the battlefield. With the weapons in the arms, those ghostly trunks 
which could see with the eyes of the fallen heads attacked the enemy soldiers maharaj bali then attacked indra with 10 arrows and attacked airavata indra's carrier elephant with 3 arrows with 4 arrows he struck the four horsemen guarding airavata legs and with one arrow he attacked the driver of the elephant so you just have to visualize it i don't have to tell you <laughs> much about this mayhem that is happening we will come to the spiritual part of it later on but just go through this whole process okay before bali maharaj's arrows could reach him indra king of heaven who is expert in dealing with arrows smiled and contracted the arrows with arrows of another type known as bhalla which was extremely sharp when bali maharaj saw the expert military activities of indra he could not restrain his anger thus he took up another weapon known as shakti which blazed like a great firebrand but indra cut the weapon to pieces while he was still in bali's hand thereafter one after another bali maharaj used a lance prasha tomara rishtis and other weapons whatever weapon he took up indra immediately cut them to pieces my dear king bali maharaj then disappeared and resorted to demonic illusions a great mountain generated from illusions then appeared above the head of the demigod soldiers from that mountain fell trees blazing in the forest fire chips of stones with sharp edges like picks also fell and smashed the heads of the demigod soldiers scorpions large snakes and many other poisonous animals as well as lions tigers boars and great elephants all began falling upon the demigod soldiers crushing everything oh my king many hundreds of males and female carnivorous demons completely naked and carrying tridents in their hands and appeared carrying the soul slogans cut them to pieces pierced them fierce cloud harassed by strong winds then appeared in the sky rumbling very gravely with the sound of thunder they began to shower live coals a great devastating fire created by lord bali maharaj began burning all the soldiers of the demigods therefore this fire accompanied by the blasting winds seemed as terrible as the samvartaka fire which appeared at the time of dissolution thereafter whirlpools and sea water waves agitated by a fierce blast of wind appeared everywhere before everyone's vision in a furious flood while this magical atmosphere in the flight was being created by the invisible demon who was expert in such illusions the soldiers of the demigods became morose oking when the demigods could find no way to counteract the activities of the demons they wholeheartedly meditated upon the supreme personality of godhead the creator of the universe who then immediately appeared the supreme personality of godhead whose eyes resembled the petals of the newly blossomed lotus sat on the back of garuda spreading his lotus feet over garuda's shoulders dressed in yellow and decorated by kaustub gem and the goddess of fortune and wearing an invaluable helmet and earring the supreme lord holding various weapons in his eight hands became visible to the demigods as the danger of the dream ceases when the dreamer awakens the illusion created by the jugglery of the demons were vanquished by the transcendental prowess of the supreme personality of godhead as soon as he entered the battlefield indeed simply by remembrance of the supreme personality of godhead one becomes free from all dangers okim when the demon kalanemi who was carried by the lion saw that the supreme personality of godhead carried by garuda was on the battlefield the demon immediately took his trident whirled it and discharged it at garuda's head the supreme personality of godhead hari the master of the three worlds immediately caught the trident and with the same weapon killed the enemy kalanemi along with his carrier the lion 
देर आफ्टर टू वेरी पावरफुल डेमन्स नेम माली एंड सुमाली वर किल्ड बाय द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड टू सेवर देयर हेड्स विथ इज डिस्क देन मल्यवान अनदर डीमन अटैक द लॉर्ड विथ इज शार्प क्लब द डीमन हु वॉज रोरिंग लाइक अ लायन अटैक दरोड़ा द लॉर्ड ऑफ द बर्ड्स हु आर बॉर्न फ्रॉम एग्स बट द सुप्रीम पर्सन गॉड हेड द ओरिजिनल पर्सन यूज इज दिस टू कट ऑफ द हेड ऑफ दैट एनिमी ऑल्सो so we have come to the end of this chapter it's all about fighting it's all about having a war it's going on in different different directions you will find that the demons are there the gods are there they are both fighting on their different different vehicles the carriers some are there in chariots some of them are there on certain animals or birds or whatever it might be so you will find that all this is happening so it is like a very huge fight going on everywhere and lot of upheaval is happening lot of problems are there the whole world is upset because both the demons and the demigods are fighting with each other it's like the good and the bad forces you know so let us see what happens and so we shall do this one more chapter hmm? This is chapter eleven, right? Chapter eleven. King Indra annihilates the demons. So now King Indra is supposed to overcome the demons. Let us see how it happens. Sukdev Goswami said, "Thereafter, by the supreme grace of the supreme personality of God, Sri Hari, all the demons headed by Indra and Vayu were brought back to life. Being enlivened, the demigods became." began severely beating the very same demons who had defeated them before what does it mean that that amruta has taken effect they have they have drunk the amruta na so they have become immortal if you become immortal naturally even if somebody cuts you up into pieces it's you are again joining back to become one hmm so it is like that some of those old pictures that i saw everything comes together and becomes one once again and coming back to life Hmm? when the most powerful indra became angry and took his thunderbolt in hand to kill bali maharaj the demons began lamenting alas alas sober and tolerant and well equipped with paraphernalia for fighting bali maharaj moved before indra on the great battlefield king indra was always carrying the thunderbolt in his hand rebuked bali maharaj just follows indra said o rascal as a cheater sometimes binds the eyes of the child and takes away his possession you are trying to defeat us by displaying some mystic powers although you know that we are the masters of all such mystic powers so indra is challenging bali maharaj bali maharaj also has a lot of powers because remember the demons are equal more or less they are equal to the gods they have all the powers in the world those fools and rascals who want to ascend to the upper planetary system by mystic powers or mechanical means or who endeavor to cross even the upper planes and achieve the spiritual world of liberation i caused to be sent to the lowest region of the universe today with my thunderbolt vajra thunderbolt which has hundreds of sharp edges i the same powerful person shall sever your head from your body although you can produce such so much jugglery through illusion you are endowed with poor fund of knowledge now try to exist on this battlefield with your relatives and friends imagine there is a scene going on arindra is fighting bali in real life i am sure you know you don't have time to even talk and imagine in the hindi films you know the he- hero is telling 
मैं तुम्हारा खून पी जाऊंगा तुमको ये करूंगा तुमको वो करूंगा टेलिंग वन होल स्टोरी एंड आफ्टर दैट ही गोज एन बीट सिंग ऑफ सो आई थिंक ऑल दिस हिंदी फिल्म एंड ऑल दे मस्ट है फ्रॉम हियर ओनली सो यू गिव अ वेरी लॉन्ग लेंदी डायलॉग and say i'm going to kill you i'm going to do this to you oh god and then you go ahead and do it bali <laughs> maharaj replied all those present in the battlefield are certainly under the influence of eternal time and according to the prescribed activities are destined to receive fame victory defeat and death one after another seeing the movement of time those who are cognizant of the real truth neither rejoice nor lament for different circumstances therefore because you are jubilant due to your victory you should be considered not very learned this is always the case uh, there was one video where a person started uh, you know he was running a race and even before he could win he started doing like this like this and saying that i have won i have won and, <laughs> and in the when the tape is being pressed that guy lost <laughs> so can you imagine that so it is like that so you should never exult before the whole act is over okay don't talk about it you don't have to tell anybody and don't have to gloat in victory and all because anyway you don't know what's going to happen so indra is also doing like that so bali maharaj is telling you you just wait let us see what's going to happen huh you demigods think that your own selves are the cause of your attaining fame and victory because of your ignorance saintly persons feel sorry for you therefore although your words afflict the heart we do not accept them it's a very interesting phenomena here the demons know very well that the demigods have absolutely no power they are absolutely powerless in our world also you know what we do is when we are in in a very desperate condition we go to all these gods and the goddesses and do this puja that puja this vratam that vratam and these demigods who are there in all these temples and all these places they exult ah because of me you got it like that you know something happens it's like yesterday i was discussing i was saying i think there is one lady now she is like an astrologer type of a person or some great woman you know people call her great because those who go and they tell her uh you look at my charts and tell me whether i'm going to get married and then she will say oh oh there is a problem in your chart now we need to do correction and all that and then she will give elaborate pujas do this do that do this do that and after that happens and then the person gets married and these people go with the wedding card and they will bow down to her give her the card touch her feet and will say because of you great lady we got married and this woman is like literally you know oh you have to get me this you have to get me that and she charges the earth for that so this is what happens the demigods they feel no they think no end of themselves thinking that they know everything they can do this they can do that but their power is not direct the power has come from the main source the main source is krishna himself so which they don't realize but bali maharaj is very pointedly telling him you are exulting why because you are, you don't have actually any power only the lord wants to give that's why you have the power so these people those who do this kind of a you know horoscope reading and all this kind of stuff that is you know you have heard of they don't have actually anything but 
we because whatever they might have said or done gives them a certain answers so the people start believing in these kind of people and when you believe in these kind of people you get trapped with them when you get trapped with them you are going to go back to them time and again time and again time and again and this is what bali maharaj is pointing out and saying you see you have absolutely nothing in you and yet because of your you know you have become arrogant and you think no end of yourself so that is what he says hmm? sukhdev goswami said after thus rebuking indra king of the heavens with sharp words bali maharaj who could subdue any other hero drew back his ear to his ear the arrow known as narchas and attack indra with this arrow then he again chastised indra with strong words since maharaj bali rebuked were truthful see they were truthful king indra did not become angry sorry just as elephant beaten by driver's rod does not become agitated when indra the defeater of enemies realized his infallible thunderbolt scepter against bali maharaj with a desire to kill him bali maharaj indeed fell to the ground with his airplane like a mountain with its wings cut off when the demon Jambasura saw this with his friend Bali had fallen he appeared before Indra the enemy just to serve Bali Maharaj with friendly behavior the great powerful Jambasura carried by a le- le- lion approached Indra and forcibly struck him with the shoulder with his club he also struck Indra's elephant being beaten by Jambasura's club Indra's elephant was confused and aggrieved thus he touched his knees to the ground and fell unconscious Thereafter, Matali, India's chariot driver, Indra's chariot driver, brought Indra's chariot, which was drawn by one thousand horses. Indra then left his elephant and got onto the chariot. Appreciating Matali's service, Jambasura, the best of the demons, smiled. Nonetheless, he struck Matali in the battle with a trident of blazing fire. Although the pain was extremely severe, Matali tolerated with great patience. tolerated it with great patience indra however became extremely angry at jambasura he struck jambasura with his thunderbolt and thus severed his head from his body when narad rishi informed jambasura's friend and relatives that jambasura has been killed the three demons named namuchi bala and paka arrived on the battlefield in great haste rebuking nandra nan indra with harsh cruel words they were piercing his heart those demons showered him with arrows just as torrents of rain wash a great mountain paka another demon uh, quickly handling the situation in the battlefield the demon bala put all the indra's 1000 horses into tribulation by simultaneously piercing them with equal number of arrows paka another demon attacked both the chariots and with his paraphernalia and the chariot driver matali by fitting 200 arrows on his bows and releasing them all simultaneously they were indeed a wonderful act in the battlefield Imagine two hundred arrows at one time. It's like our, um, you know, machine guns and all those Kalashnikovs and all those, you know, two hundred. It's a very interesting phenomena, don't you think so? I mean, we should learn from them how they were doing it. Hmm. Then Namuchi, another demon, attacked Indra and injured him with fifteen very powerful golden-feathered arrows. which rode like a cloud of full of water another arrow very beautiful with arrows with feathers in it wow you know like they say you know we do tickling tickling weapon ah huh? 
other demons covered indra along with the chariot and chariot drivers with incessant shower of arrows just as clouds cover the sun in the rainy season the demigods being severely opposed to the enemies and being unable to see indra in the battlefield were very anxious having no captain or leader they began lamenting like traders in a wrecked vessel in the midst of an ocean thereafter indra releasing himself from the cage of the network of arrows appearing with his chariot flag horses and chariot driver and thus pleading pleasing the sky the earth and the demon the directions he shone effulgently like the sun at the end of the night indra was bright and beautiful in the vision of everyone when indra who is known as vajradhara vajradhara is the one who carries that weapon you know like thunderbolt thor t h o r thor he throws that thing uh it is called a hammer that's that's a vajra okay the carrier of the thunderbolt saw his own soldiers so opposing by the enemies on the battlefield he became very angry thus he took up his thunderbolt to kill the enemies o king parikshit king indra used the thunderbolt to cut off the heads of both bala and paka in the presence of all their relatives and followers in this way he created a very fearful atmosphere in the battlefield o king when namuchi another demon saw the killing of both bala and paka he was full of grief and lamentation thus he angrily made a great attempt to kill indra being angry and roaring like a lion then demon namuchi took up a steel spear which was bound with bells and decorated with ornaments of gold he cried, loudly cried now you are killed thus coming before indra and kill him to kill him namuchi released his weapon o king when indra king of heaven saw this very powerful spear falling towards the ground like a blazing meteor he immediately cut it to pieces with his arrow thus being very angry he struck namuchi's shoulder with his thunderbolt to cut off namuchi's head although king indra hurled the thunderbolt at namuchi with great force he could not pierce the skin it was very wonderful that he framed thunderbolt had been pierced the body of rattasura could not even injure the skin of namuchi's necks now in the previous uh, you know one of the earlier chapters he had killed rattasura if you recollect you know by using his thunderbolt so but this time nothing is happening when indra saw the thunderbolt return from the enemy he was very much afraid he began to wonder whether this had happened because of some miraculous superpower superior power indra thought formerly when many mountains flying in the sky with wings would fall to the ground and kill people i cut their wings with the same thunderbolt rattasura was the essence of austerities undergone by pasta this is the previous story in the last two books we had done yet the thunderbolt killed him indeed not only he but also many other stalwart heroes whose very skin could not be injured even by the kind of weapons were killed by the same thunderbolt but now although the same thunderbolt has been released against a less important demon it has been ineffectual therefore although it was as good as the brahmastra it has now become useless like an ordinary rod i shall therefore hold it no longer sukhdev goswami continued while the moroz indra was lamenting in this way an ominous unembodied voice said from the sky this demon namuchi is not to be annihilated by anything dry or moist the voice also said o indra because i have given the demon the benediction that he will never be killed by any weapon that is dry or moist you have to think of another way to kill him after hearing the ominous voice indra with great attention began to meditate on how to kill the demon then he saw that foam would be the means for it is neither moist nor dry thus indra king of the heavens severed namuchi's head with a weapon of foam which was neither dry nor moist when all the sages satisfied indra the exalted personality by showering flowers and garlands upon him almost covered him 
Vishwavasu and Pavavasu are two chiefs of the Gandharvas sang in great happiness. The kettle drums of the demigods surrounded and the Apsaras dance in jubilation. Vayu, Agni, Varuna and other demigods began killing the demons who opposed them just as lions kill deer in a forest. O King, when Lord Brahma saw the imminent total annihilation of the demons, he sent a message with Narada who went before the demigods to make them stop fighting. The great sage Narada said, All of you demigods are protected by the arms of Narayana. The Supreme Personality of Godhead and by His grace you have gotten the nectar. By the grace of the Goddess of Fortune you are glorious in every way. Therefore, please stop this fighting. Sukhdev Goswami said, accepting the words of Narada, the demigods gave up their anger and stopped fighting. Being praised by their followers, they returned to their heavenly planets. Following the orders of Narada Muni, Whatever demons remained in the battlefield took Bali Maharaj who was in precarious condition to the hills known as Ashtagiri. There in the hills, Shukracharya brought to life all the dead demonic soldiers who had not lost who had not lost their heads, trunks and limbs. He achieved this by his own mantra known as Sanjeevani. Bali Maharaj was very experienced in universal affairs. When he regained his senses and memory by the grace of Shukracharya, he could understand everything that had happened. Therefore, although he had been defeated, he did not lament. So we have come to the end of chapter 11. Now this is a chapter where all the gods and the demons have fought with each other and they have cut off each other's head and so many other things have happened. You will find that sometimes there are there are things which happen in our material world which we really don't know what we what is happening. The reason is the the uh, the thing happens, oh, oh, what is something is wrong, I think. Huh? The three of them, the lines are getting cut, maybe. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three, it's like a, like that. <laughs> so these are stories about the various fights that are going on between different different characters, different different people in this, the demons and the gods, demigods are fighting with each other. The divine lord has appeared in the middle because the gods were, the demigods were losing the battle and that when the moment the lord appears, he also corrects the battle stance and it becomes positive on the side of the Indra and his gang. You will find that Prayers are very important form of these kind of activities. You know, if something goes wrong, we naturally have to say our prayers and call on the divine powers. In our world, we always do that. <laughs> because we cannot handle everyday situation in our world. So naturally, we want divine support. Now, these battles which are going on, like I told you, these battles are not outside. They are inside within us. And these battles which are happening are between forces of good and forces of evil. They are both equal. By the way, let me tell you this much that nobody can die, no demon can die forever by the way. The demons also have Sanjeevani. Sanjeevani is that great, uh, you know, mantra which is there, which is given to their Guru. The Guru is able to revive this. So in our world also, let me tell you this much, don't be under the impression that all the bad has gone away. No. It is always going to be there somewhere in the background. Okay. And 
when it is going to come up nobody knows like is think about it if all the demons over there are definitely a form of a uh, let us say a virus you know what a virus is virus is nothing but a very extended form of a protein <laughs> it's a protein at the end of the day it's a it's a joining of certain number of proteins together and it is alive and we call it virus but it is always existing in our body you know whether whether you are having a cold or not the cold is always there inside of us hmm? the bacteria called e coli form a bacteria now it gives us a lot of problems in our normal life but it is always there so you will wonder ki then what does it mean in our body we always have the cold the virus of cold inside over there it only requires a trigger likewise our own uh, anger likewise our own greed it only requires a little trigger somewhere isn't it think about it the child doesn't do the homework you can tell him once twice and just at the time of going to school the child says uh, mommy daddy i didn't do the homework you know how much frustrated and angry you are going to become it's like that you know thak it will start so it's that is what we got to be very careful with because these viruses are uh, these kind of demons i'm just saying virus demons it's not necessarily that they are demons they are good ones also you know that is why you drink those uh, bio pro, probiotics you know that no <laughs> people drink so many probiotic things or eat them also so let's not call them villainous in nature they are good in their own way and they are bad also it's only when you provoke them that they become bad now you go and eat something really very cold finally you are going to end up having cold right so that is the influenza virus or something like that so is the same thing you don't have to go and tease it you don't have to go and provoke it so all this exists so the demons can never get killed likewise the gods can also never get killed they are both good and evil forces within a human being they always exist and it's like a coexistence coexistence by suppressing the demonic forces the demonic forces are like uh we have to keep them under our control you know many a times we get unnecessarily ruffled you know because somebody says something to us and let us say that we are going to work and do we have delivered certain things but the person says oh you didn't do this like this it was to be done like that or or don't you get angry don't you feel bad about the whole thing because you have done the job 100% and you know you are going to tell me this i put in so much of effort you cannot even imagine i put 100% effort and i did much more and nobody is appreciative of the whole thing and the person turns around and tells me that i have not done anything we get into this kind of states also at that time your your anger is rising you know blood the pressure is rising tak 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 it's going up no at that point in time there is no point think about it what is the point in getting angry and what is the point in getting frustrated because at the end of the day the person is doing exactly as per his nature isn't it see if a eagle is supposed to fly it's going to fly high only you think she is going to do only low swoops is it no it's the same thing you know if an aircraft flies very high it has to fly high 
correct? You think it is going to fly at 100 feet level? No, it doesn't have the capacity. But when it is taking off, it can take off at that level. So understand, everybody has their nature. Everybody has a specific nature which we have to attune to. So you will find that there are so many gods, demigods, demons, you know, all these kind of creatures are there. They all have qualities. And the qualities are defined by the body that they have. Certain bodies are there. So they are defined by the bodies that they take. So the birds will fly. The animals will crawl. The, the, the snakes and all these creatures will crawl. The four that is biped to quadruped, they'll, they'll keep on walking. They'll walk and they'll run. But they can't fly because they don't have wings. So those who have wings are fly. Those who have fins and those who have those you know tails and all, they can swim in the water. So everybody has their specific qualities. Likewise, the demons and all, they are like fixed in our bodies in different different locations. They all have qualities. Right? The cold doesn't start in your foot, no? <laughs> it starts in your nose only. So think about it. Starts in your nose, your head and your chest and all that. Correct? The coughing will start in one place. It doesn't happen in some other place. So now do you understood? Each weapon is specific to that place only. And each target of that particular disease is in that place only. So that is the reason why specific weapons, specific demons, specific type of things are there. So now we have come to the end of this chapter where Indra is now trying to kill all these demons and he has tried to kill or kill them. But all the demons, they have taken the dead ones to this place where their Guru is sitting. Guru's name is Shukracharya. And Shukracharya, by saying the Sanjeevani Mantra, has revived them back. So now we have come to a status quo where neither the gods are dying, demigods are not dying because they have drunk the Amruta. And neither the demons are dying because they have the Sanjeevani Mantra. So it's like a status quo situation. You know, even in our life, we, we reach a state, state of status quo. The good and the evil are both at loggerheads with each other and we don't know which side to look at, this or that. You want to pull your own hairs out at that time, isn't it? Like you think your boss is is the villain in your life and you go and try to complain to the super boss and the super boss turns out to be a bigger villain than this fellow. <laughs> now what do you do? You don't have choices at all. <laughs> so at such point in time, <laughs> you just have to be frustrated or pulling your hair out and you wonder, my like, ah, so we will stop over here. We have come to the end of this uh, second chapter and we shall take on further. But like I said, the 